0: Welcome to 2024, my friends. This is officially the first episode of the year, and I think it's a great episode to start for this year because we're going to be diving into people pleasing so that you don't spend the next 12 months being a people pleaser. And I feel like the best thing about this is obviously I'm going to talk about this from a human design lens, so we're just going to take this to A whole new level and I'm just so excited to dive into this with you. So today we're really going to be diving into some specific centers in human design that I notice people pleasing comes from and then I'm going to talk about the tendencies of the five different types so that you can be aware of this where you can see it for yourself and if you see it in others then you can support them in not being people pleasers so that we can all live authentically, set healthy boundaries and just not live in resentment or frustration or bitterness or any of that emotional drama. So it's interesting because I've talked about this so many times in one-on-one sessions or when I've done readings with people and I'm going to talk about the centers first. So where I notice people pleasing the most, actually before I even talk about that, let me just let me just back it up for a second, because I think some people may know what people-pleasing is, but I don't know if you've heard of this quote before, and what people-pleasing is. So I'm going to share this, and I actually have another episode where I talked about people-pleasing, and I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember what number it is, but I want you to know what people-pleasing is, because this quote, when I heard it the first time, I was like, oh, fuck, that is a call out, but it allowed me to be responsible. People-pleasing is an unconscious form of manipulation in order to control how people perceive us. And when I say this, I really want you to have compassion for the fact that you may realize that you have been manipulating people. I'm going to say this quote again because it's a fucking great one and I don't take credit for it because I don't know where I heard it, but it stuck to me. People-pleasing is an unconscious form of manipulation to control how other people perceive us. So when we people please, it is because we are wanting to avoid something. We either want to avoid the negative emotions that might come up for ourselves, for others, or we might want to avoid looking bad. Because if we look bad, then that's obviously going to evoke our ego and put us in a sense of fight or flight, because we're not going to feel safe, because we're going to feel judgment, we're going to feel vulnerable, and we're going to feel like we've done something wrong, and therefore, that's why we unconsciously manipulate people, because we want to control how they perceive us, so that we can continue to be liked, so that we can continue to be respected and adored, and so on. So the reason why I say it's unconscious is because you're not sitting there when your boss tells you, hey, can you stay 15 minutes late after work to finish up this document on a Friday of a long weekend? You're not sitting there thinking, hmm, I'm gonna manipulate you, Bob, and I'm gonna say yes and do this, this, and this so that you think I'm a good employee. You're not saying that. It's just unconscious. It just happens. But the thing is, Like everything that we unconsciously don't know, once it becomes conscious, it's a little hard to unsee it. And once I heard this quote, and obviously alongside me understanding human design, I was really able to take responsibility for myself. So that's obviously the unsexy work, taking responsibility for ourselves. But I think once you understand in this conversation why you people please in the way that you do You're going to be able to become aware of it, catch yourself in the moment and have more harmonious relationships with people and have more authentic connections, conversations, collaborations. It's a situation where everybody gets to win because when you're people-pleasing, it's not the other person winning and you losing. You're actually both losing because what that person actually wants is they want you to want to do the thing that they're asking you to do. But... You don't, you don't want to do the thing that they're asking you to do, but then you're saying yes, and you don't want to. And that person thinks, oh, they want to do this. So the whole situation is just a big lie. So this is actually what gave me the permission in those moments where I catch myself somebody's asking me to do something and I mean people pleasing come in different forms but it's typically being asked to do something that you don't want to be doing or you offer to do something that you don't want to be doing to make someone else's life easier when I realized this specific thing and I I would catch myself going into that people pleasing tendencies I would tell myself Kayla you're either going to manipulate this person dishonor yourself Or you're going to have real and honest communication. And it's going to be set up so that they win and you win. And one of the things that's helpful, and you can create variations of this when it comes to declining why you don't want to do something, but ultimately addressing that like, hey, Susan, or hey, Bob, let's go back to the work thing, shall we? Hey, Bob, I know that you really want this document complete by the end of today on Friday and I know that you want it done well but I do not have the capacity to do this and so I can circle back to it on Monday and I just want to be honest with you about that. So the thing is you're acknowledging what it is that they want and you're being honest about the fact of what you have capacity for. So then Bob can take this information and be like oh okay I understand that this needs to get done I want it to be done well she's being honest with me that she can't do it etc now this is a very simple situation if Bob is an asshole then that's probably not how the conversation is going to go but I just wanted to show you what it looks like When you acknowledge, like, okay, I know what it is that you want. You want me to take care of your kids for an extra three hours on the weekend so that you can go and run errands, but unfortunately, I have to do X, Y, and Z. You want somebody that's present and available to look after your kids. I don't actually have the capacity to do that. Here's so-and-so's number, or here's who I think can support you instead. So it's like lovingly redirecting people and being honest so that there's no lies or tension in the air. In those interactions and that takes fucking courage because here's the thing even when you're being honest you are going to have to risk the vulnerability of looking bad but would you rather look bad while being honest or look bad and be known as a liar which is a bold fucking statement right so there is a level of surrender and i'm not saying that stopping people pleasing is an easy thing to do there's going to be extreme situations where people are dealing with abuse they're dealing with assault they're dealing with narcissism they're dealing with mental and emotional abuse and the people pleasing is a way to survive right so that's where the nuance is of like oh you know it's unconscious manipulation but it can actually literally be a way to survive those are extreme situations and i acknowledge those situations i've been in those situations but today's conversation is obviously me addressing the, the mundane interactions that you would just love to not have compile over and over again and so that you can have more freedom mentally, emotionally, physically in your life. So now that I have addressed the people-pleasing and called out the behavioral aspects of it, I want to talk about how human design ties into this. So in your human design chart, and hopefully you've been listening to my channel for a while because there's a couple hundred episodes on human design and keys and business but in your human design chart you have nine different centers and the centers that come up for me the most now i'm circling back to the part of the conversation where i was going to start roofing and then i pivoted so this conversation has come up for me a lot with clients in one-on-one sessions or in coaching and i i address these two centers actually three centers in particular because this is where i notice people pleasing comes up the most and then i'll talk about the other centers so they are the emotional solar plexus, the heart center, also known as the will center or ego center, and the sacral. Now, these three are motor centers. So isn't it interesting that people pleasing usually has to do with doing something, and the motor centers are the energy that we have to execute in life or in business, okay? So when I talk about, let's say the heart center, majority of the population are going to have the heart center undefined or open because there's less gates for the likelihood of it being activated. And then we have the sacral center and also the emotional solar plexus. 50% of the population will have the emotional solar plexus defined. 70 to 60% of the population will have the sacral defined. So I'm going to talk about this in the gray area of whether or not you have it defined. If you don't have it defined, what can happen are either, th- either three of these these centers. What can happen is that you feel this urge of like, I haven't done enough, I need to do more. So for example, the heart center, this is all about your desires, your commitment, and your integrity in life. So when you are in that state of, oh my, like it's undefined or it's open, so there's no no gates if it's open, activated, you're going to be in the state of like, oh, I need to do more. I need to give more. I should be desiring this and not that and over committing in order to, like I said, avoid looking bad and wanting to be loved and accepted by the people that you are, quote, helping. So there's like this lack of like, I haven't done enough. I am not enough. You know, I don't have enough value, right? Heart center also has to do with your, your, your worthiness, right? And it's just, I need to do more in order to be loved and accepted, or because it's undefined, if you're with somebody who has it defined, you're going to be amplifying and mirroring their desires and their commitment and how they operate. So it's really important to have awareness of how you're picking up that energy from others. When it comes to a defined heart center and you're people-pleasing, it can come from the lens of, well, I have this energy, I have this drive, I'm just going to like push through and get this done anyways because I can. So there's like this additional drive and desire to just push push and push and so in a sense people might unconsciously take advantage of your ability to drive and get shit done but ultimately that's not actually how you want to be using your energy so it's a matter of like again paying attention like do I actually want to be doing this or am I just doing this because I have the energy to do it and the capacity to do it So when we dive into the emotional solar plexus, this is your emotional awareness center. It's one of the three awareness centers that we have in the human design chart. The others being the Ajna, which is your mental awareness, and then your spleen, which is your physical awareness. We're not going to dive into those today, but I thought I would just plug in that extra bit of information for you to get into after. Anyways, emotional solar plexus, emotional regulation, your awareness of emotions in others and in yourself. So 50% of the population will have this center undefined. So what that means, and I'm not saying that people with the center defined don't have this, when you have your emotional solar plexus undefined, you're naturally going to absorb and amplify the feelings of other people. You're also going to have a different form of depth in terms of being an empath. So what I mean is that if you have your emotional solar plexus defined, that doesn't mean you're not an empath. But I'm just saying, if you're open you can receive things and you will pick things up that will not feel like yours. Whereas somebody who has their emotional solar plexus defined, they're really going to be consistently connected to their own feelings and not be as influenced by others who have, you know, their defined emotional solar plexus are open because they have their own within them consistently. So what can happen, and I can speak to this, I actually have an open heart center completely and I have an undefined emotional solar plexus. So let's say I notice when I'm being a people pleaser and I do not want to deal with other people's emotions, I will say yes to doing things in order to avoid those emotions coming up. So it's like, I don't want to evoke, and it's not to say people who have it undefined and I'm people pleasing to them or people who have it defined and I'm people pleasing to them. It's just the avoidance of I don't want to feel your feelings and I don't want to feel bad for saying no, so I am going to do this thing and I emotionally force myself to do it. So that's it's like an avoiding of upsetting someone else, right? So again, I'm trying to manipulate their feelings, my feelings, and how they perceive me. So when you have the center defined, how you can be somebody who's people pleasing it might show up in ways where you know some people who have their center the center undefined they say like oh my god people they just emotionally dump onto me and it feels like a lot right now people who have the center defined and they get let's say emotionally dumped on they're going to have their own emotions so it's like they have this resilience to have capacity of like those are your emotions these are mine but it's like this constant need to like be a rock for people And it's like, okay, but I have my own feelings. Like those are your feelings and these are my feelings. And I'm not saying that to be coming from a place of a lack of compassion, but it's just like you know that you have the capacity to hold space for others and you can do it, but it's just not what you want to be doing. And so you tolerate it. And so that's what you really want to pay attention to. Or the flip side of this is that you are – having big emotions and you want to express them but then you hold yourself back because you don't want to upset other people you don't want to feel like an emotional burden or somebody who's has big feelings or is too much or feels too deeply or whatever it is you don't want to be judged for your feelings so then you hold them back and you don't share and you're not being honest about it with that being said There's nuance in this right nuance in the sense that it's it really depends on if you know yourself you're going to be aware of yourself listening to this episode. If you're somebody who knows that they can overreact and they project their emotions then yes that's something to work on. But if you're somebody who is consistently holding themselves back because they're afraid of expressing their emotions and other people not being able to handle them. You really want to consider looking at how you're people-pleasing and how you're being inauthentic. And there is a healthy way to express your emotions and to share them with other people. And you deserve to be able to do that. So these are the these are the nuances and the contrast. Like we're coming in and out of having a defined and having an undefined center and what that looks like. So this can really show up as emotional heaviness, whether it's defined or not. This need to manipulate others to control emotions or control the emotional charge of a situation and not being authentically expressed and actually just creating space for the full human experience of what it means to have feelings, whether they're yours or they're someone else's. Okay, let's talk about the sacral center. So the sacral center is your life force energy. This is your creative juices. It's the other motor center that allows you to bring things and build things into existence and it's all about that sacral joy and pleasure of of doing the things that you love doing so if you have this defined how people pleasing can show up is that there is the drive to build shit and to be able to do shit and people ask you to do things that you don't want to do and you know that feels like a fuck no but then you say yes because you whatever it is, you don't want to look bad, you don't want to upset the other person, you think, well, I can do this faster and better than anyone else, so why not, and you seek that, that recognition or that falsely created sense of satisfaction from being recognized for doing something well, even though you actually would never choose to do it in your spare time, so paying attention to this, because you know what's funny, and this is like, this is the impact of being a people pleaser with your circle defined. So, generators, many gens, listen the fuck up. We are 60 to 70% of the population. I already said this. If we're walking around being people pleasers and we're frustrated and we're angry because we're doing shit we don't wanna be doing, what's gonna happen is the rest of the population, reflectors, projectors, and manifestors, they're going to amplify our frustration and our anger. And they're going to start running off of our sacral energy in a way that's completely inauthentic to them and also to you and us because you're not actually prioritizing the joy of taking action and building things that lights you up. So there's like a bigger impact in terms of what happens when you people-please and you've got your circle defined. And it's the same thing with the emotional solar plexus. Whether you have it defined or not, being a people-pleaser from an emotional solar plexus perspective, what happens is you're going to show people and train people around the world, it could be your children who are watching you, friends, family, co-workers, whatever, that big feelings and having negative feelings are bad and therefore we don't express them. And if you're somebody who is a millennial or Gen Z, I just noticed, I'm speaking from this perspective because I'm a millennial. What I notice is that these generations were more aware of emotions and processing them and were more interested in things like gentle parenting where let's say Gen X or baby boomers and so on, they were taught to repress their emotions. That was like massive amounts of people pleasing. I have conversations with, my mom and it's like I can see how she is people-pleasing because the context within the household growing up there was no spaciousness to be real about feelings so that's the bigger impact of people-pleasing from a heart center or sorry from an emotional sore plexus I said heart center because I want to talk about that next the bigger impact of people-pleasing from the heart center is that we will sustainably unsustainably do things that first of all are not aligned with our values, our integrity, our commitments. And then you kind of have to keep operating that way in order to keep it going, and then it creates situations where things need to be burned to the ground. So if I'm going to give like a very specific example, let's say majority of us open undefined heart center, build a business, build a business on somebody else's strategy, their methods, hustle and grind our way through to get those multiple five figure six figure months days whatever and then all of a sudden you hit a wall and you're fucking burnt out and then what happens oh wow I've been people pleasing this whole time doing shit I don't actually want to be doing because I thought this is what I should be doing and then you have to burn it all to the ground now there's nothing like inherently bad with that but it is a lot of energy that you don't actually need to execute and waste if you have awareness of how you how the the impact of people pleasing is creating this adversity in your life. So anyways, I just went off on a tangent in terms of the heart, the amylosis uh, and the sacral, and the bigger impact. So now let's talk about having an undefined sacral and people-pleasing from that lens. An undefined sacral is... Getting stuck in well get it's the not enough energy, right? So it's like getting stuck in going and doing things that you don't have capacity for, or you may you may really love and enjoy what it is that you're doing, but you're just not going to sustainably do it as much as a sacral being, and there's nothing wrong with that because you you're gonna have other areas of genius. So it's like you get to this creative burnout and it's like, Well, I need to go like once I build This framework for my business and there's actually some root energy that I'm I'm kind of bringing into this as pressure to like evolve but it's like once I build these things then I can feel satisfied and then I can you know celebrate my joy and actually and then have time for the things that I want to be doing but it's like how do you because with the root center and actually I decided I'm going to talk about the root center too after this with the root center and the circle center there's this pressure and then there's this creativity to build right so when you're in this energy of not having that defined and you go and you commit to things and you build things and you do the things you don't want to do, you're going to lead even faster to burnout because it's just not sustainable. And I think at any capacity, if somebody's asking you to create something or to build something or to just have that those creative juices on at certain times, they're just not going to be as evoked as easily or as long as somebody who has it defined so you need to sit with that and be like okay let's say you're working with somebody in their business and they're like every Monday Wednesday Friday I want you between this time and this time to sit down in Canva and you're going to do x y and z for the next four weeks until the end of our contract and it's like okay but maybe you're a projector maybe you're a manifester maybe you are a generator or a manifesting generator and you're like this shit doesn't light me up don't do it then be honest, because what that person wants is somebody who has the consistency and the desire to pump out that content for those dates. They don't want somebody to force themselves to do it. They want somebody who wants to want to do it, right? So paying attention to that, where is this? So the, Speaking again to the undefined debate girl, where is it that you are over committing your levels of creativity and capacity for building things in order to... Not upset people, not frustrate people, not anger people? And where do you need to set your boundaries with that? So let's talk about the root center. The root center pushes into the sacral and the emotional solar plexus. And so when you think about people pleasing, if you ever feel not just the emotions of the sacral or the emotional solar plexus, and then obviously the emotional solar plexus connects to the heart center, but If you feel this pressure on top of the themes of those centers, you really want to ask yourself, okay, what is my root telling me here? Like undefined, defined root centers, like, okay, well, yes, there's a pressure to evolve, there's a pressure to move on to the next thing, but what is my root telling me if I'm people-pleasing and there's a pressure going into that, it's going to make it even worse, So the root center pushing into the sacral is like this pressure to build things, to do things, to get things done, to have that sense of satisfaction, right? Whether it's defined or not. And even going into the emotions like, oh, I need to quickly process these emotions. I need to get over it. Why is this emotional way of taking so long? Why do I feel like I'm all over the place, right? And then people shame themselves because they have all different kinds of feelings or their feelings last longer than they want them to. Guess what? Feelings are natural. Natural things Take their fucking time. You cannot go outside and start yelling at the trees to start growing leaves in January when we're in the middle of winter. Like that's just not happening. And it's the same thing with emotions. So if you feel the pressure in that sacral and in the emotions and in that heart center, because it's going to be passing through, really sit with yourself and be like, okay, is this my internal pressure? So if you're undefined, is this my pressure or is this someone else's pressure that I'm picking up on? Or if you're somebody who has your root defined and it's like, okay, my pressure is always on, but the pressure of the root center is designed to work in cycles. You can never have pressure on 24 7 because then it, there's just, there needs to be a balance, right? So it's like, if that root is pressurizing the fuck out of your feelings and out of your creative drive or out of your heart center, then it's like, okay, how can I prioritize my rest? How can I? work with the waves of these pulses so that my productivity is actually sustainable and it's not just, you know, matching the pace of what society expects in terms of, like, where I should be in my life and what I should be doing. Or if you're an entrepreneur, comparing yourself to other people and then just, like, throwing gasoline on the fire inside of yourself because you think that's what you need to do to be successful. So, damn, that was fun. I just... Talking about the centers, and we still need to talk about the types, so that's so awesome. I really hope that listening to this so far, you're like, you know, the little explode head emoji, and you're just like, oh my God, like this totally resonates. Like, I just want this to be like a massive permission slip for you to better understand yourselves. You're probably going to see people pleasing in other people, but just have compassion for other people, people pleasing as well, and then we can just all help each other and create a more authentic environment and world to live in. So let's talk about the types now. We have five types in human design. We have manifestors, manifesting generators, reflectors, projectors, and generators. So with the types, there's certain tendencies or themes. Like if you know my work, you know that I get into the nuance. Like you know that I will go into the unconscious charts. I'm going to talk about the gaze. I'm going to talk about the channels. I'm going to look at your conscious side. There's so many things that we can look at if you want to take this deeper, but I just want to give like the general themes. Okay. So manifestors are known for being trailblazers. They're here to initiate and inform, to start things, pass them off, and operate in cycles. So, one of the things that I notice with manifestors is because they get these intense surges and it's like they're in a flow, and everyone basically just needs to fuck off so they can focus. This energy can sometimes be so intense where other people are like, oh my God, can you just like go and do this thing? And I need you to do this thing. Like you're so fast at doing this thing. And then the manifestors are like, okay. And you could force yourself to do it, but then you're just going to feel this anger because you're designed to work in cycles. It's not just turn the fuck on, like pedal to the metal 24-7. So despite being fast and efficient, at doing what it is that you do, that does not mean that you have to go and do everything, right? You got to set those boundaries because when you do things fast and efficient because you followed your urges, what you did will be the most authentic expression of you. It will be sustainable and it will be some of your best work. And that's what you want to be committed to. So let's talk about projectors. Projectors, the beacons of light. People who are able to see so deeply into situations, into things. Something that my fiance Guillaume says all the time, because he's a six-responny projector, is like, I saw that coming from a fucking mile away. And this is literally, I'm sure some of you are laughing. This is literally so fucking annoying to me because I know he's so right. I know. I know that he saw it from a mile away. Whatever it is. And I just I just sit there and I shake my head and I'm like, yep course you did of course you did projectors you're here to guide others there's this real gift in being able to optimize things and sometimes what I feel like can happen is that people will leech onto you they want you to do more they want you to hold them accountable they want you to really just make everything better but then sometimes what can happen is they want you to tell them what it is they want to hear and they're like, yeah, I know that that's how you see it and you see it coming from a mile away, but like, can you tell me about this thing? And you're like, that thing has nothing to do with the thing that I, I see coming from a mile away. This is not important. So then projectors get stuck into telling people what they want to hear, but then also over committing. And it's like, because your wisdom is so potent and you're designed to be invited in it because it's for very specific moments and it needs to be when people are ready to receive it. Not when you think you need to share it because people need to be in a space of I'm ready to receive what you see and what you hear and what what you think in order for it to be effective. So with projectors, again, there's also going to be this essence of being so efficient and great at doing things like so good at optimizing things where it's like, okay, here's all the things go and fix all my problems. Like here it is, but it's just like too much right? Or you get recognized. This is another thing. I actually had a conversation with Phoebe Kuhn on my episode that I published on December 17th. So it's a couple ones back from here if you want to listen to it after this one. She basically, we talked about in the episode, she's a 3-6 projector, talked about in the episode how she went and really got pulled into being a mentor and a coach and, and really got known for her messaging and and this, that, and the other and being an entrepreneur. And then she kind of had this awakening where She's like, well, this isn't actually what I want to be doing. And this is why she started shutting down parts of her business. And she started focusing on filmmaking and and writing her book. And at the end of this like 15-minute spiel that she said, I was listening to her and I was just human Design I was running through my head. And I said, holy shit. I said, you push yourself to do all of that because other people were recognizing you in that because you were receiving that external recognition. You just kept doing what, what it is that you were good at, even though it's not it's not what you wanted to be doing. And she was like, yep, so story for my projectors. Just because you're being recognized for something that you're great at doing, if you don't feel the full fuck yes success and recognition within yourself, don't do it. Don't be a people pleaser. Let's talk about reflectors. Reflectors, reflectors, you are mirroring the world right back to the people. And that is a massive job. Because whatever it is happening around you, you are mirroring it back to others. And it's funny because when I I did a post back in november for thanksgiving and it was worst thanksgiving dinner experiences according to your human design type and the one i did for reflectors was the entire dinner table gets into a heated debate everyone is emotionally dysregulated and you're stuck mirroring back to them the cosmic truth of what they need to hear but don't want to hear so what i mean by this and i know that i kind of talked about this with projectors but with reflectors you're there to share the truth and the biggest people-pleasing thing that can come from this is that it's like you want to bend the truth, or you want to bend what it is that you feel or see or how people are behaving, because you don't want to piss them off. because obviously, like I mentioned earlier, your emotional solar plexus is undefined or open. So then you have to feel the feelings of what they're feeling, and then you're mirroring that back to them, and it can feel super chaotic. But the reality is, it's like ripping a band-Aid off. Like the sooner that you are more honest about what it is that you're sensing, what it is that you're seeing, feeling, hearing, what it is that you want to say, that is what is going to move the energy. That is what is going to create the space. That is what is going to create transformation because there's no buildup of energy. It's like, oh, I feel this, I see this is coming and here it is, I'm bringing it back to you and you're releasing it as it comes to you. So this is something that is so important. And I even feel like all the types can take this on because it's like the energy, especially if you're undefined in certain in these these centers that I talked about. And it's like, okay, the energy is coming to you and it's like, okay, this is what I'm experiencing. I don't want it. I'm gonna be honest. And then you're just slowly letting it back out again to keep the energy moving to prevent the stuckness, right? Because that's something that reflectors can experience as they get stuck in holding on to how people see things, how people express themselves, how they identify their feelings, their pressure, their intuitive guidance. Like they get they kind of like connect and get frozen into other people's energy and you want to continually process that, let it go and create that that fluidity that you're designed to create. So let's chat about manifesting generators. So Manny gens, hybrid of manifestors and generators. You are known as pivotal beings. You're here to skip steps, create shit, burn shit down, make it your own. Like one of the biggest metaphors that I use with manifesting generators is how they thrive in a space of it being a playground, right? So if you're somebody who works with clients, like you're probably going to have a harder time niching into one thing or having just one offer because you want to be able to dance and play and move around. So you want to create that playground. So the people-pleasing... Can, from, can come from, you know, like they say in society that, quote, consistency is praised and it's like you want to do one thing and do it well and move forward all the way through and it's like you have this massive fear around doing different things, changing your mind, pivoting. So it's like oh, I'm just going to stick to this one thing and stay on that one train track even though you feel your like sacral energy like pulsating and you just want to jump around and leap. And because you have the manifestor, hybrid approach to how you live your life manifestors like I mentioned earlier are cyclical beings so not only do you have this crazy energetic capacity with your sacral you also are going to be a cyclical being there's going to be these surges in how you operate and then there's going to be these times where you're like I really need to fucking rest so the people pleasing here is really looking at how can you pull yourself back when you know you've done enough how can you notice your manifester cyclicalness. I don't even think that's a real word, but I know you know what I mean. The cycles of being a manifester and honor that. And the way that you'll know is that you're going to feel peace. And the way that you honor the resting of your sacral is you're going to feel satisfaction. And ultimately, just to cap back on everything I just said for all the types, if you are authentically setting boundaries and be on it and being honest instead of people pleasing you're going to feel your signature that is going to tell you yes lady you set a boundary this is exactly what we do or do not want to be doing so use that to your capacity as well so manifesting generators just to wrap it up do not dim your light because you have the soul of a golden puppy retriever and everyone thinks you're too much do what the fuck you want to do. And if the people don't like it, then they're not your people. You then you have to trust that. Otherwise, you are not going to be aligned with your shining bright light and your diamondism. And that gives other people permission to be dynamic as well. Because if everybody was just on a one track, you know, driving in the lane, same speed, all the things, the world would be pretty fucking boring. So make sure that you prioritize that. You do not do things that are going to dim your light because you think you're too much so with that being said this episode is way longer than i expected but that's okay i really hope that this conversation allowed you to pay attention to yourself right and actually i just realized because i talked about Manny gens and, and the other types i haven't talked about generators yet i almost forgot about myself because i was too busy thinking about everyone else so anyways generators before i wrap things up The biggest thing for you is there's going to be this ability to build things, like really being able to just like stick your hands so far into the dirt and you just like to the core can figure things out, build things and there's this stamina, right? Now, how this can be taken advantage of is really when people ask you to do things and you don't want to do them, but you're like, well, I know how to do it. I can do it well, so I'm just going to do it and that's not... How you want to prioritize your creative juices? Because remember, and this is for the many gens too. Remember what I said earlier: when the sacral is out of alignment, it has such a big impact on the collective because all the non-sacral beings are literally just amplifying that you're not in alignment. So when you win, everybody wins. That's the important thing: prioritizing what lights you up. And if it's a if it's a no, not right now, vocalize that. One of the things that I do, actually, this is ties into the people-pleasing, because I have an undefined emotional solar plexus and an open heart center, my authority is a sacral. And like I said earlier, 50% of the population has their emotional solar plexus defined. Sometimes what happens is that when people ask me something, and I'm not sure, I can feel this kind of uncertainty, there's a 50% chance that their emotions are influencing how I'm about to make a decision. So one of the things that I do to prevent making decisions is I will say I need to think about this and I'll come back to you and let you know so that I can be in my own energy, sit with it, think about it and then decide for myself without somebody else's presence that this is a fuck yes or a fuck no. And it doesn't mean that every single decision you have to do that, but I do notice when something involves making a commitment or doing something that's not like a quick thing and it's going to it's going to take some time, I always need to come back to my own energy to make that decision. And ultimately, any other type listening to this, do that. Because like I said, if you are a projector, manifestor, reflector, if somebody is a sacral being or has their emotional sore plexus defined, their emotions and their excitement will override your authority, right? So if you're a splenic authority, you're gonna be influenced by somebody's emotions and sacral. If you're an ego authority, you have the chances of being influenced by somebody's emotional solar plexus, sacral and spleen, all the way up. So the hierarchy starts with emotional solar plexus, sacral, spleen, heart center, self-projected, mental projector, lunar. So if anyone has any of those centers defined before you in your chart, that's what's going to dominate the decision-making process. So you want to be aware of that. And that's why I always want space to think before I make a decision. So that is it, my friends. This is The juice on your centers, defined or undefined, the juice on what the fuck people-pleasing is so that you don't have to continue being a people-pleaser, and the juice on the themes of the human design types, so that you can be aware of yourself and make honorable, authentic, aligned decisions for you. Now, in the episode that I'm going to have in the synopsis, I was talking about people-pleasing, but I was talking about following your strategy and authority and your signature. So that's a whole other layer. So I highly recommend going to listen to that episode next. You'll hear some repetition of what I said today, but that's fine because repetition is key to practice and mastering what it is that you want to learn. So I want to thank you for listening welcome to 2024 i also want to recommend because it's early in the new year if you haven't listened to the episode that i dropped on december 31st i talk about setting your intentions in 2024 using your gene keys i even shared some of my personal goals as well if you're interested in that but that's another really great episode because we're early in the year if you want to just ease into it get clarity decide the intentions you want to set for 2024 highly recommend listening to that episode as well so you'll find both of those, and Phoebe's episode, those three episodes in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the channel. If you can take a moment to leave a review, I would love that. If you're on Spotify, it takes half a second to swipe five stars. If you're on Apple, I would love if you could just leave a couple words. My goal this year, I want to continue to scale my podcast and reviews are literally the easiest thing to really get this work out there. I'm hitting my five-year anniversary with this channel in March of 2024. And I would love to be able to just know that this is reaching more people in the world for all the laborious hours and conversations that I've had. Your reviews matter. I notice them. I see them and it puts a smile on my face because it feels like a thank you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I acknowledge you for doing the work and giving a shit about being the best version of yourself. And I want to thank you for supporting the channel. And I'll chat with you in the next episode.